Welcome to Stuck at Home with Cliff Dorfman and Jason Smith. Here are your hosts, Jason Smith and Cliff Dorfman. Huzzah! Welcome to a new episode of Stuck at Home. What happens when I take time off with me? Cliff Dorfman and uh, this guy. Me. Uh, this the guy. guy who goes, I don't need to shower. I hot tub today. <laughs> True story. I think that's been about the last week. It's like, nah, hey, I went swimming. I went in the hot tub. You don't need to shower. And then I woke up the other day and I could, my hair was just sticking straight out the back of my head because I haven't been cutting it. And it was, it was like a, it was like somebody went like this <laughs> and sneezed into the back ew. of my head. And that's where my hair went. It was just a sneeze. Just ew. That's what it looked like. It just oh. looked like somebody... You know, no like somebody sneezed. just blew air into the back of my head real fast and just stuck straight out. Because um, it turns out that <laughs> chlorine and, and, and whatever else is in, uh, is in hot tub water doesn't clean the body. No, nah. listen. But it does kill germs. Not really. Yes, no? it does. Yes, well, it does. maybe. No, I mean, it does. It's, it, germs are not uh, able to uh, survive in that heat, are they? Yeah, well, I mean, I think they, they bake just right into that heat. Say hello to the kids, boys. I'm not missing you, damn it. Oh, Nancy. <laughs> Hi, kids. Hi, kids. Um, we are not, uh, we're great for kids. Kids love us, yeah. by the way, because we speak truth. No, we, we treat them as equals. We get down, we're not, not down in the level, we're right on their level. We're on the level. On the level. We don't we're have to go the, down. We're on the level. We might have to reach up a little. Hey, Jason. See what happens when I uh, take off Yom Kippur? And, I know, uh, right? I right back and I and now you myself. have the, the power of Yom and the wisdom of Kipper. <laughs> the big Kipper. <laughs> I don't know how they work. They're not people, right? It's not Yom no. and Kippur. No, 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 no. It's, uh, it's like I, feel, I said this, you know, it's a day of fasting. You have to, yep. you have to fast. There's no electronics. There's no uh, driving. There's not like it's, it's complete uh, inward. Uh, and, and, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Well, I can't Introspection? find any words today. Yeah, thank you. Introspection. Uh-huh. and prayer you know and like, like you what go ahead and like i told you if you're not on acid doing it what's the fucking point <laughs> well the point is the, well i'll tell you what the point is uh, according to jews the point is for us to get inscribed another year we go year by year with right. with uh hashem we don't we don't we get a year contract that's how it works Got it. Got Writing's it. Got a contract it. so we have to get written back into the book we have to get hired again every year mm. to, to live in this mortal coil so we, we, we beg God all day. with, it. And the worst thing you can do to a Jew, honestly, is, is take food away for 24 hours straight. Right. I mean, it really is. It's, it's like, it's like the Sabbath time. to the 10th power, right? Because you got to fast on Sabbath too, right? No, fasting, everything else. If, oh, you're, okay. if you're like Orthodox, modern Orthodox, it's a it. Shomer Shabbos. But anyway, you don't need a lesson in Judaism. The point is, uh, I go and have a three-day weekend and a little uh, Yom Kippur and I uh, mute myself. So let's get into it on Tuesday. I had a little Yom Kippur too. Uh. <laughs> You're just going to keep finding different ways to use the word wrong, right? That's, that's what we're doing. <laughs> Count on Jason for what? Yom, what yom for my Tom, Tom, Kipper. Um, yes. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know things. Okay, so we have no guest today. We're doing a, 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 a No Guest Tuesday instead. No and Guest then, Tuesday. By the way, our, our episode, we can't say tomorrow, so we can't say Friday. Yep. Our episode at the end of the week is Aaron Dorkowski. Yeah. yeah, we have the, the, the showrunner and creator of uh, uh, 
Raised by Wolves is back, and he's going to talk to us about all the things that we weren't allowed to talk about before, all the things he was hiding. And uh, maybe we can get him to spill the beans a little bit on season two. So we're going to be the first interview he has yeah. following the uh, the finale of that, that, that show. Listen, you got to love a human being who says something and then does it. He's like, I'll be back. I'll come back. Yeah. And then we ask him to come back, and then he comes back. Especially after all the hard time we give him, like, hey, give us all the answers. And he's like, mm-hmm. Yeah, no. I still have another page and a half of questions just from yeah. the first six or seven <laughs> episodes, you know, six. So here's the deal. We're going to yeah. post it out and we're going to make sure everything's all ready with that episode. Um, make sure you're caught up. You've got a few days. Um, you know, I know that you probably want to watch the debates tonight, but snooze, um, get on this. <laughs> it's fine. One old guy's going to say crazy things. The other guy's going to charge him in a fight. They're not going to be able to noogie because they can't touch each other. No handshakes are going to happen. And tomorrow tonight? they're going to both say they won. Which, which, uh, I, you know what? I don't want to know, but here's the president the of well, the United the States and, uh, party. Joe boom, boom, Biden. They're going to oh, have it out. I tonight. see the two of them are, are they're yeah. the two people who are running. Yep. 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 Okay. And, uh, they're going to debate. They're going to, well, they're going to be asked a series of questions. This isn't the fun debate. This Who's is moderating? by Chris Wallace's debate. Uh, not Joe Rogan. No, I think Joe Rogan is doing one, but not this one. Right. It will be a, a full Republican one. Like when Trump debates himself. Yeah, this is a Chris Wallace is actually at, for, for as far as Isn't Fox News goes. or something I recall? No, oh, not, so uh, no, that's the other guy. Maybe I get the wrong guys, but this guy's from Fox News, but he's the guy that actually does give Trump a hard time. He doesn't like, he's like the most Democrat version of a Fox News pundit. Listen, I, I think it's all antiquated. I say, get him in a steel cage. That's what I'm saying. That's what, what I'm saying. Drop the hammer. Yeah. Battle there, just elbow. <laughs> like, you know, I don't know. I think Trump wins in that though. Unfortunately, I think yeah. he's going to. Yeah, well, he's got the weight. So but, but I don't fight? think he's got the move like can I Trump watched fight? one. Did you do you remember? Um, mm. And I'm going to get to Nancy's question because, yes, we did watch Utopia. Oh, yes, we're going to talk I all about, about it today. We're oh. so excited to talk about Utopia. That's going to come up. But first, I need yeah. to talk about celebrity boxing. Mm. Do you remember when yes. the refrigerator Perry mm-hmm. bought Manute Bowl? No, 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 I don't. I remember the refrigerator Perry doing celebrity boxing. I don't. Yeah, he fought Manute Bowl, the seven foot ten. African basketball player with the arms that he's got to reach the size of most people's like legs. Right. And they fought and you know, it was boxing. Think, it was boxing. And right. you think the fridge, you know, and he's got a lot of, you know, he, that's a lot of arm. You got to throw every time you're throwing that arm, you're basically going 10, you know, 10 feet. Right. Uh, fridge, very excited. He's got all that refrigerator Perry energy kind of coming in. There. Right. By by boxes the end of the first minute, he felt he was like he could barely yeah. keep him up on, on his feet. Yeah, boxing. If you can't, you know, that's the thing. Boxing is not fighting. Boxing right. is 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 a science. Yep. So it's called the sweet science. I mean, it's it's math, it's it's combinations, and it's chess. You know, that's the end of the day, and it involves hitting. But we don't get to go to the floor. We don't get to choke anyone out. And that's where mm-hmm. every single fight ends up if it's a fight fight. Right. So I say. We get him in a in a steel cage, uh, no holds barred, just no uh, eye gouges and uh, no balls. That's it. Just right. those two rules. Right. Hair pulling's allowed. So watch well, out. Yeah, because that's the first thing you want to see. Is that yeah. is that thing real? What happens? Yeah. <laughs> is that thing going to come real? Well, and I don't want to get too much into the news, but they did find no, out that that, uh, that Donald Trump spent seventy thousand dollars in haircuts over the course of the time he 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 he. he, he um, Took that out of his taxes. He had a, a tax refund of $70,000 worth of haircuts during his time on The Apprentice. You know what? If, if I were someone who cared about the news and I was a, an investigative journalist, like the guy we're going to talk about, Barry Meyer, mm-hmm. I think his name is, in the uh, Val, mm-hmm. 
if I were an investigative journalist, the first thing I would do would be like, it would literally be the uh, all the president's men in deep throat. Like, I would find who allegedly gave you all those haircuts mm-hmm. and who's the barber, who's the stylist, and interview them. The second you get them on any kind of real interview, they're all going to crack. He doesn't have hair. Yeah. We didn't do anything. There was no, we, He <laughs> sent us a toupee and we styled it and sent it back I once think he a spent, year. I think he has a lady named Lois and she just does blowouts. I think he spent most of it on blowouts. The key word is... Yeah. <laughs> Blow. Yeah, just like the other one he had. That. Listen, this is not new stuff. This is just human stuff. But let's move on. Because that why I was bringing uh, any of that up, right, is because of the investigative journalist thing. So do you want to jump into the vow or do you want to jump into utopia? Uh, I would like to start with the vow. I want to start with the vow because we are going a little early. So if we, I don't want to go too far into the vow. Like I would like to get, touch on the vow a, a little bit. But since we're doing it a day early, I don't want to, I don't want to spoil it for anybody who was waiting until tomorrow to watch. Hmm. Okay, that's uh, fair. So you want to start or you want me to? I want you to because here's what happened. <laughs> here's what happened. Don't know what happened. Jason was sitting around and he couldn't figure out anything to watch. And mm-hmm. he's like, all right, I got all the way through the boys. I got all the way through everything. My whole weekend is blown. I have nothing to watch. I hurt my back, so I couldn't really do a lot of things. So I'm just kind of sitting there being like and even like sitting up and playing like Tony Hawk, that's like sitting up. And I was like, oh, I just need to be like this. And I need to watch something. My head is this. And that's all I could do. And I'm like, oh, well, John Cusack, this utopia thing. Looks right. like there's some so comic books in it. Little story, you forgot to watch the vow. No, I watched the vow. That oh, was, okay. I watched the vow. Sorry. Yeah, so yeah, now yeah. I'm going to enjoy the story. Go on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, so I, I, um, I sit down. I'm like, I'll watch utopia. Hmm. All right. I plug it in. I'm watching. I'm like, everybody's going to this comic con. They find an old comic book at a, in a basement. I'm like, I don't know. It seems okay. And then all of a sudden shit goes way sideways. And I'm like, all right, I need to focus. This is going to be what I'm going to do. We need to put the phone down. And right when I put my phone down, I got a text that goes from, uh, from Mr. Dorfman that goes, have you seen utopia? Fucking crazy. I was like, yeah, I did. (laughs) I did. I, did I just think watched Coach it. Beard this is kind of crazy. I did think Coach Beard was in it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's like, Coach Beard's in it. Coach Beard. Yeah. I was like, I'm terrible at this stuff. Well, you know what's funny is I kind of, when I first saw him, I thought, because you said Coach Beard. It could have been. Um, it could have been. It, it also looked like the guy from, uh, um, like, the, the, the guy from uh, 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 Silicon Valley. Oh, the, the Richard guy? Richard, yeah. Yeah. So it kind of looked like if Coach Beard and Richard were like, hey, we don't really like soccer today and they're just doing their thing. They made a they made a clone baby and that was kind of what he looked like. I really like that guy as an actor, though I don't think I could hang out with him at all. Like, I think like he's not the kind of guy I could be friends with in any way. Are we gonna fight again? I wasn't in a basement, I was in the house of <laughs> You're right. You're right. It was it was in there. Um and uh, you know, he, he wasn't it was the house hoarder guy. Wait, are we getting into Utopia? Yeah, we're getting into Utopia. I thought we were talking about the vow. No, we said we we're going to hold on the vow a little bit. We're going to touch on the vow later because not everybody's seen it yet because it was Wednesday and we're going to start with Utopia. Okay, so let me just give you a little a little version of Cliff's brain. So what I heard was, okay, yeah, well, we won't get too into the vow. Ah. And then, so I thought we we're going to do like a, a, a medium version of the vow. And then you started oh. talking about Utopia. And I was ah. like, okay, is this a story about why you didn't watch the vow? That's oh. why I asked that question. Oh. Because I thought, I didn't realize this was you going into utopia i was like because this sounded like you going into utopia i'm like why is he going into utopia we just said we just he literally just said the vow listen 
All I got to say is homeboy. It's one of our days, right? <laughs> homeboy from uh, uh, from You're the Worst makes my beard look like nothing. Got like nothing. Like this beard has nothing on Edgar's beard. All right. I mean, what's his name? Desmond? Yeah, Desmond. Yeah. That guy, Desmond. I mean, let's. All right. Let's get into it. Go. So I All just right. texted you immediately and I didn't know you were watching it. I had seen the trailer. Right. And, and the, the trailer didn't seem to give it. I just didn't get the same show from it. Maybe I was just watching pictures and not listening, but it didn't feel like the same show when I was looking at all that stuff. Really? Because when I watched the trailer, that was what made me go, Oh, I'm in. Interesting. Maybe yeah. I was just not paying attention enough because I saw utopia. I saw those little pictures. I thought it was going to be a much more surreal show. Um, well, okay. Let's start there. I thought it was surreal. I mean, when they start out with Calum, let's talk about how good is Calum worthy. Oh yeah. He did fucking awesome. Right. So Callum. I don't know that this isn't a show because Caleb went away right before COVID to go do this uh, Tony Collette show. Mm -hmm. And I was like, is Tony Collette in this? I'm like, what is he doing? Two shows? And I have no idea. What's, okay, so we have spoiler alerts for Utopia. So, right? So should we tell people yeah, we're, this? We're we're gonna, gonna, yeah, we're going to start with it. And we'll start at the beginning. Um, we go into, you know, we, we go into this show. Caleb is there with a couple taking his new wife or a new girlfriend or whatever into this house that was owned by like his grandfather's a parent or something. I don't remember. You ever watch the shield. Yeah. Yeah. I watched the shield. She was, uh, uh, what, what's his name? The amazing actor, um, who was in the, uh, hateful eight, uh, Walton, oh, he's Walton Goggins, Goggins wife. She was Walton Goggins wife. Really? Uh, kill, she kills herself and they both kill each other. Kill that themselves? was Callum's girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. She seems way. She, I don't think look her up. Look her up. This one I'm positive on. Cause she was Johnny Lee Miller's ex-wife. They have a kid together. Really? Because she seems so young. And she, she she, be, she's amazing. Though. She'd be like she's 60 by now, wouldn't she? She's a shapeshifter. Go ahead. Check it out. She doesn't age. Look her she up. She doesn't age. Yeah, I'm telling you, she's unbelievable. Unless I'm totally wrong. Which yeah. is, you know, again, this happens at least twice a show. <laughs> All right. So Utopia episode one. I'm going to find it. Um, right, so Scott will get mad. So I'll keep talking while you're finding it. So Scott yeah. doesn't get upset with us. The... We walk in, we meet this couple, the young wife, and they're coming into this house. And it's like basically all like exposition. So you're like, okay, we're just getting this lay of the land. Like, I can't believe your grandfather left you the house. Right. You know, blah, blah, blah. And they're walking in. They're like, great. Well, what are we going to do? And they walk in. And it's a hoarder's house. And this thing is, I mean, you know, they start cleaning it. I was thinking to myself, God, that would be a horrible way to spend a day or two. Right. Right. It was oh. icky rats dead things i mean there's no telling what's in that kind of place and that's what it looked like i thought the production design was great oh rats <laughs> exactly <laughs> sorry i'm right no no i just like saying oh, oh rats. Uh, rats what do you think her name is i listen don't do that to me just tell me who she is no i don't know i gotta find her like i'm looking i gotta look through you know it's uh, uh imdb oh, what what's her name I, see. I think her name's kim kim something i'm friends with johnny is his ex-wife so Okay, you just know first name. You're just giving me a first name on this one. Lee Miller. Oh, Kim, Kim Lee. <laughs> She's gonna hate me. Um, there, she, she likes nobody me named now, though, Kim so. in the show. Um, do you remember the name of the? Um, just look her up, man. All right. <laughs> okay, let's let let's get into this though, because okay. you walk into this place and with Caleb. By the way, he's killing it. And then they're like, okay, let's see if there's anything. And he's like looking at stuff. She's like, throw it out, throw it out. They find this weird comic. You tell you're still looking. Utopia. I help myself. I know, I know, you can't. I but can't just help let myself. Go. Just All let right, go. I'm going to let it go. I'm going to let it yeah, go. It's okay. 
It's okay. You know what we'll do? I'll look it up when we're not on, on air, and I will uh, send it to you, and we'll, we'll say whether I was right or wrong tomorrow. You know what? It's just when I get in a mission, when I'm sent to do something, um, I just can't help myself. Uh, what am I reading now? He killed Gypsy's mom. Right, that's Caleb. We've had him on the show, Nikki, and uh, he's a, a dear friend in real life, and he is so good. I, I just didn't know he was doing this at all. He just works all the time, so can't keep up with all the projects. So I see him, and I'm like, holy shit, they're walking into this house. They start to clean it. They find this comic, and the, I have to say the art in the comic is rather good. Like, it looked real. It looked like something people would go nuts about. Oh, yeah. It looks it's really well drawn. I want to I want to figure out who was, was drawing all this stuff. Why don't you do that then? OK, so smarty pants. So then let's look at this, though. They find this comic and still I don't really understand the direction the show's taking because in the trailer, you see Rain Wilson, you see John Cusack, you see, you know, all these people. And by the way, the um, girl who plays Jessica Hyde, mm-hmm. she is definitely from Honey Boy. Yeah, she's amazing. She is. Oh. I mean, that is that is something else, that performance. So, But she doesn't even come in until, uh, what is it, the almost the end of the first episode? Yeah, she, she shows up. Pro, she shows up twice, but she definitely shows up at the, at the, um, at the end of that first episode. Like, twi- like once at the um, hotel, and then she comes in, and, but doesn't really announce herself, and then announces herself as Jessica Hyde at the end. Right, and then they do like, so you don't, you're trying to get the idea of what kind of thing this is, and you realize it's utopia, and it's a follow-up to this kind of cult classic called dystopia so the conclusion of dystopia is in utopia and all these diehard fans have been waiting for this thing is it real is it a myth is it an urban legend and now the announcement goes out Caleb finds it and they are like okay we're gonna do a bidding war at this comic-con in like minnesota was it or something yeah it was like it was like a, the, the the fringe con fringe con yeah. very small one but everybody's dressed up and this is one of the one of the comics that people are celebrated, there's a whole group of people, not just these, the, the people that end up in the show, but this is a, definitely one of the, the outfits people wear. Yeah. And, and here's the thing. I always, um, I'm a big, I'm a big fan. I'm a big proponent of this as a writer, bring people into a series, convince them in the pilot that people are your series regulars and then start killing them off. I, I thought that that was brilliant. I mean, they really, the, so this, they, and it happens multiple times in the show. Like, okay. Know who's safe. It was it's Maya like Kazan. Girls, sorry. Go By ahead. the way, it's Maya Kazan. Sorry, I had to had to find it. What? It, her name's Maya Kazan. Oh God, I'm wrong. It's okay. I know it's you know honestly it's becoming a feature of the show. <laughs> Maya Kazan, you know who that is? Ilya Kazan's daughter. That I'm right about. Yeah. Or yeah, granddaughter, yeah. probably. Yeah, probably. The way she looks. Yeah, she's Dang. much younger. That's why I'm saying because he's so young. I I thought they were playing much younger because she would she doesn't age. You're right. I know who you're talking about, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But no, that's you know what? If she did look that good, that yeah. They look alike, though, I think. But don't yeah. get them together because I'm probably wrong. All right. <laughs> now I'm so, going to have to send pictures of that. I knew he um, wouldn't stop looking, by the way. <laughs> I was just hoping as it was getting more into it, I'm like, I think I might be wrong. <laughs> I'm like, I hope it just stops. Well, you <laughs> know what? I, I appreciate, you know, you have an eye. Like, same thing with Coach Beard. Coach Beard is much, much older than whoever the guy we found was by, like, 20 years. And I'm thinking that's about where Maya and this lady does. I think you have an eye for them because you, like, look at them and you see the younger versions of them. And I think it's a beautiful thing in you. You see their beautiful young hearts. Look at that. Ted lassoed me. (laughs) I like it. Thank you, Jason. Um, All right. So they they get this thing. And what I also like about it is that, uh, you know, listen, I I thought they took a very Stephen D'Souza diehard uh, approach to this. Like if you get hurt, you're hurt. 
Right. You know, if you get, if it's bad, it's not like people are action figures in this thing. No mm-hmm. one, like if there's glass in you, you have a big problem. Right. And no one's safe. Now, again, before we get to all that, what we're doing is it's a very small story. You're at this fringe con. And, and what I also liked is that they made it like the hotel was just kind of drabby enough. And mm-hmm. the bids were like, it wasn't like a million. It wasn't like you found Batman one or something. No, was, you're talking about $6,000 is the main, the biggest bid at the, by the yeah. time that the guy comes in and buys it. But what the what the legend is is that in the first one, Dystopia, there are all these symbols that are drawn everywhere, and there are bats and there are things. And what what these kids have deciphered, or this group of people who are you know obsessed on Dystopia have deciphered, is that everything in there is a prediction of a great biological disease, warfare disease that has hit us in the past, and it was came or, out or it hit us. Yeah, it hit us in the future from when it was written. So if the the right. if the comic That's came out right. in 1989, uh, it predicted SARS in 2002. Right, or that's what it like. did. But yeah. it did. It predicted it SARS in 2002. It predicted all of these biological warfare diseases that happened, or you know, what did they come from the guano bat or whatever? Right. And they believe that now. Now the 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 premise of it is that there's this evil scientist, mm-hmm. right, Doctor Rabbit, Mister Rabbit. Yep. It's Mister Rabbit, right? And it's Mister Rabbit, and he is. Um, he has taken this bio uh, scientist, this you know, uh, who's biological disease expert, uh, right. hostage, mm-hmm. and uh, his daughter actually has kidnapped the daughter and said, "Create these diseases for me if you want her to live." Mm-hmm. That's the story she was told, and she escaped. And that's the story of the comic, basically in a, its own way. Like there's this this girl Jessica Hyde who's been kind of like controlled by this Mister Rabbit, and there's this guy who has you know, and, and the scientist is a part- trained assassin, right? Too. Right. By the way, she was trained as an assassin by someone named Artemis, who, after she escaped, trained her to take on the Harvest. Harvest right. is the people, you know, so the rabbit, Jessica Hyde, Harvest, it's all rabbit-based. And it, it's very interesting, and it's very, uh, it, right. there's a compelling nature to it. Go on. Right, and there's some allusions to Alice in Wonderland, but it doesn't lean on it too heavy. Mm-hmm. You know, that, you know, when you start talking, anytime you talk about a white rabbit and something, you're going to see an Alice in Wonderland allusion. So there is, there's actually a girl in there eventually that you meet named Alice, who I think is going to have a lot more of a story coming out into the second season than, than now, but, but plays a major role in the show to a certain extent by the end. Um, you know, but, but the way it starts, like you said, is real small. you got this hotel and you've got these people that are trying to trade a comic book. And, yeah, and it bids like, here's a notebook, write your name and room number and, uh, you know, we'll get back to you, whoever wins at the end of the day. It's not right. like top secret or any shit. No. And you're building two things at the same time. One, you have four people that are all obsessed with it that you can, you can kind of tell are going to be your main characters or a part of it. And mm-hmm. then on the other side, you think you have this buyer that comes in who's like, I need it. I want it. I'm taking it right. Yeah, twenty five grand. He throws twenty five grand. He buys it. So okay, here's your villain. Right. You this is your right. bad. Exactly. This here's your bad guy. <laughs> here's your bad guy. This guy who yes. bought it out from underneath of everybody. Mm-hmm. He's got it. Um, and then they have a fourth. You now know, they I have know a, where this is going. Right now we know where this is going, and you have a right. fifth kid who's a spo- um, main character that's a spoiler. He says he's a he's a playboy millionaire who drives a Porsche and bangs supermodels. Yeah. Um, but turns that's out he's an eleven year old kid yeah. who who somehow who takes a bus to this thing and. You know, yeah, he's follows, homeless and he's homeless, on his own. Yeah. And orphan. figures out that this guy has the comic book, sneaks up to the room, and then shit all goes sideways. Now that's where we meet. And this is what I really liked in the first turn is when you meet like like I felt like the Cohen brothers are the last people I really saw that did it well in um No Country for Old Men with Javier Bardem, that that weird offbeat killer who just is some kind of, you know, force from somewhere else. And you just cannot stop this guy. 
right. everyone you think is going to stop him, you're not stopping him. And that's right. where we meet these two killers. One that I thought was Coach Beer, these assassins. Mm-hmm. And the other that this guy, I don't know who the hell he is, but ooh, he is creepy. Oh, yeah. He he is great. And his inhaler. You, you know, it's fun. You know, and that's that's the thing. You got to give these you got to give a killer like a good breathing problem. I feel like that's very normal. I mean, Darth Vader. I mean, this is the uh, the probably the, the best at that. But even I feel like Gerard Bardem, you got to have something where you got to have a weird breath. Right. You got to. Yeah. Right. CPAP something. Right. Oh, Dennis. Dennis Hopper in Blue Velvet. Blue Velvet. Yeah. They did not treat me. Nobody took me seriously until I put on the mask. Yeah. You know. <laughs> By the way, you're not wrong. Okay, so sorry. No, Breathing problems are scary as shit, That's man. That's a good one, man. That's a good one. Uh, um, yeah, uh, yeah Ar- one's name's Arby. It's, it's a, a guy named yeah. Chris Denham. He is amazing, really um, and he's he's creepy in like normal life anyway. He's 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 got a good creeper vibe I to bet. him. Yeah, believe me, that guy's not an actor. You know, he's working at the post office. <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, but this thing, and you meet these guys, and here's the thing: it's the writer who adapted this. It's a comic or a uh, a book. Uh, it's one of the two. It's, it's source material, and the writer source adapted- material is a uh, is another TV series um, in England. Oh, it's not based on a comic. It was based on an original TV series in the BBC. Okay, so they took it from that. The writer who took it from that is the writer of Gone Girl. Yeah, and something so, else really big. Jillian Flynn. Jillian Flynn, who is, wow, this person can write. And oh, by the way, did you see? Did you notice in one of the episodes there, as you're walking by a movie theater? Oh yeah, it, Gone, Gone Girl, Girl the, the musical. Gone, Gone Girl the musical, exactly. <laughs> On the marquee, I love stuff so, like that. All right, so we—that's where we meet these guys. And what I also loved about this opening scene, uh, this closing scene, really, where you realize the conspiracy that all these people thought was going on in dystopia where they all sound like crackpots and lunatics like everybody it's that same thing nope it's real and you're at the center of it and everybody who's come in contact with utopia who dr rabbit has been looking for i'm sorry mr rabbit has been looking for and it's all true and now this guy rb and the not coach beard guy show up and i liked what they did with calem and oh yeah kim oh yeah i mean the 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 scariest thing you could do is be as calm and as collected as they are, right? You got two people that just come in and go, hey, here's where we are. You know, they basically put down everybody's like, where is, where is the, where is a utopia? Where, where is Jessica Hyde? You know, and what was the third question? Who was the boy yet? There were three questions. At this point, there's only two. Where is utopia? Where is Jessica Jessica Hyde? And just over and over. And as they don't answer the questions, they just put them all down. Like, uh, that's the way they do in the first one. Remember they have the gun and then they say, listen, we don't want to shoot you, so we're going to put you to sleep for a little oh, yeah. while, and, and and then you're going to wake up with a bad hangover, and mm-hmm. that's it. And then they're swabbing. They have all the needles. They opens up a little like like oh that's kit, right, and he's swabbing their arms. And Caleb has that moment where he's like, if they, they they wouldn't be swabbing our arms if they were going to hurt, hurt us. us, right? They're they're taking all the care in the world, but they're basically overdosing each one of them on heroin. Yes, they're all dying. Every one of them, none of them are waking up. So that's where you realize, okay, everyone we just met, the source of where this comic came from, the fact that it was in this guy's house, they're all dead now. Then mm-hmm. these guys go out to the rest of the hotel, and all those characters we met throughout the first episode, except our main core group, start getting killed. Anyone who had any contact. Anybody that on the saw list. Utopia. So they basically go through and they kill every single person on the list um, that that even saw it. So they, And it's it's brutal, and it's clinical and they they not they take out every single one of them and then you see they blame it on the one guy who's like a comedian guy he's actually funny that guy was dressed as one of the girls oh yeah 
And they said he was the active shooter. Right. And that's how it went down. So then, and what this thing explores that's super interesting is the idea of crisis actors, these things that people discuss and talk about. Like, what is the reality of a crisis actor? How does that work? And they give you a version of it in this. You know, it's it doesn't get people who are hired. These are people who are... Can we talk about this, right? We're yeah, just absolutely. The series. These are people who are raised. What is your purpose? Oh, that's the other quote that I love about this. What have you done today to earn your place in this crowded world? Yep. And that's a, that's a common refrain across the whole thing that at first comes across as kind of beautiful. Yes. It is beautiful. Right? right? It, yeah. it, well, at least in the beginning, it's not as uh, ominous. It's, it's a way of asking the family, like the way John Cusack poses it in the beginning is, how have you were in this place in a crowded world talking to his family? Like, well, I rode, I rode my bike instead of took a car. I, I, uh, I donated, I donated money. I, uh, I worked really hard in my job. I, I raised these kids. I did something special, you know, yeah, I gave my lunch away. I gave my lunch to somebody who needed it. It's, mm -hmm. it's, how did I, it's basically, how do I, how do I make a difference? How did I do something special for somebody? And it becomes something where we talk about, yeah, crisis actors. We talk about people who are, who have a very singular purpose and right, are, so we sorry go ahead go ahead no no that's that's it i was just going to say so we find out now john cusack is this guy dr christie which also i think is kind of funny you know i mean like what is this thing predicting you know like all it's right. it's, it's very interesting and I, I should say there's disclaimers in front of every episode that amazon has put which i had not seen have you seen these disclaimers before i no and i mean i show? know why they did it because this Me show too. was this this show was created uh, a year ago and finished up and it was based on a british tv show that came out um five years ago and is about a uh, a flu bug a yeah. pandemic flu bug that's killing people across the country so the beginning of it is this is not real because okay and and i, I want to we're going to drift a little bit away from the show but I, I i mean i've been working on facebook for candy not doing the candy not covid stuff but also just engaging with other people about their beliefs and their feelings towards covid towards halloween towards shit uh you know <laughs> a lot of different things mm -hmm. uh mask wearing um people who think that uh covid is actually uh the covid vaccine is going to be injecting them with uh uh microchips a lot of people a lot of different oh. people there are, there are a lot of people out there that are looking for a reason right mm -hmm. they're looking for a reason either to believe or not believe in 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 covid they're looking for a reason to to not wear a mask. They're looking for a reason to be angry at somebody else. Mm -hmm. They're working to blame another person or being for the situation that they're in. They're not necessarily looking to support others. And, you know, I even had to throw Bible verses out there the other day because I'm trying to get through to somebody and trying to explain to them their responsibility toward their fellow man uh, is, is just as important and still retains your personal, you can still be personally free and support other people, like having those kind of discussions with people. Right. And, this is really what this is all about. Like this is this is a story about a a, a man-made virus that's going out killing people, and that, so they have to put that out there at the beginning. Like, listen, this ain't real. This ain't real. But you better believe there are enough people that are going to believe that this is something that predicted. There are well, people that are going to utopia warning. utopia, right? Yeah, but it's a trigger warning, is really, and I have not seen a trigger warning before yeah. a show. I, you know what? I think I have at in uh, thirteen reasons. Why. I'm just going to say thirteen reasons why I think is one of those ones that has done that. Yeah. A few things where you'll see like, the, you know, there's probably a cut. You know, I'm sure that this happens in front of a few SVUs, mm -hmm. Law and Orders, but to happen in front of every single episode from the beginning was actually quite alarming to me. I was like, listen, 
I know this is fake. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but they're really concerned that some people are going to be really bothered by this or kill themselves after watching this or think that everything's dismal. So anyway, that's just an interesting side note. You know, it's only the second show I have seen with a trigger warning. So as we get into it, now they kill every single person. And, we, and, and this is the thing now. So he's this scientist, John Cusack. And this is the, John Cusack is, is back. Uh, you know, I don't know what he's going to do in season two, but this is a tour de force. I mean, okay, I'm I'm going to kind of be a dick. He looks weird. He looks a little weird. He looks a little weird. Like, John, man, you're a great looking guy. Like, dude, just get old. Yeah, Look at my forehead. We all get old, dude. Like, I understand you're on a screen, but like, let, you're so good. He is like, I, I think he's one of the best actors out there. He's so like, good. He's so good. And I agree with you. I think there was a little bit like, that hair, that when your hair when you when you're dying it and it's just not a real color anymore. Just yeah, let it go. Face. I don't know what's you know. It's let like it go. Just you know, just just go into. Just you know, go gracefully. Yeah, go gracefully, man. It's fine. You're so good. No one's noticing. No, and he know, was. Like, he's amazing in this, and he does a really amazing. good job. And so he, you know what? I want to I want to call out, and you know, there's there's one. So there's one other thread, and we don't have to get much deeper into this for now because I want everybody to really really gotcha. get in this. Um, <laughs> Everyone's not us. Yeah, everybody that's not us. Rain Wilson. I don't like him as an actor normally. At all. I'm not a fan. I didn't think he was great in The Office. I, I see the point of the character. To me, I got, I, I thought, you know, that's another one of those things where the British office kind of killed me on that character. And I like mm -hmm. that version a little bit better than his. I, I just always, it was just never my favorite thing. I got used to it and I appreciated it. But anything else he's been in, um, there was that superhero movie. For me. Yeah, I've never been a draw for me either. He is great. He is great in this show. He doesn't play that person that he's been playing in every other thing. He is really, really good, and he it's really affected and effective. And um, I got to give him a lot of credit. He is a scientist that is investigating these types of flu flus. No, he and found influence. a flu called the Stearns flu. They named yeah. it after him. Yeah, and in Peru or um, From somewhere. From a bat. Yeah, and uh, and, and he, he thinks that the vaccine for it, and he thinks that this particular strain might be that same thing. Um, and there's a whole bunch of other things that go on top of that, but he believes that this is his flu. He wants to check it out. He wants to test it. And, uh, you know, because it has very similar properties, this, what's happening to all these people is they get this like T shaped, like rash, rash yeah. over their nose and face, um, mm -hmm. their T zone. To yeah. do, they need to execute them, you know, yeah. it just gets <laughs> gross. <laughs> and that uh, is what happens and they have 24 hours to live. And, and what we don't realize is that the Dr. Christie, it may or may not be setting him up with this vaccine that he has. Yeah. And it's, and the way they play that is great. And, uh, you know, this is just the first episode. We haven't even got past this really. This is, you know, there's a little bit of stuff spoilers from outside of that, but I just got to say, like, I watched this show one day I was done and I couldn't help myself. It just couldn't stop. I needed to know what was going on. I needed to know so bad that I started, as soon as I finished it, I started watching the British version. I love it. I watched the whole thing in a row. I mean, I fell asleep, I think, Friday night and then woke up Saturday. I was like, I'm finishing this thing. Yep. Like, that's the Same. first thing I'm doing. Then I'll work out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, I had to know how this thing ended. And, you know, listen, when you get to the end of series, we're not going to talk about that right now. But a lot of times it, it goes a little haywire and it's like a third act in a movie problem. You know, mm -hmm. they had a couple of moments of that. You know, there were a couple of questions where you're like, how did that quite right. go that way? Right. Uh, you know, that being said, you, you forget about it real quick real quick and you just really want to know how the next part goes and there's yeah. some really cool things there's some really cool set pieces it's really fun now i've seen now i've seen all this one so i've started watching the original and it's really, really fun like kind it. of man I, I i really like it it's it's the same base story i've gotten through the first three 
but it's different, right? There's different characters. Some of the things that happen in the, the, and the way it's structured in the, in this one, I like, I like better the way the American version did it. Cause I thought they had a lot more fun and there were a lot more, there were a lot more twists. There was a lot more obfuscation. It's still, it's still Jessica Hyde, and Mr. Rabbit. Jessica mm-hmm. Hyde is different. So in this show, she's, she's straight up. She's a straight up Marine, right? She's a killer. She's yeah. a, She's a straight up like animal, right? She doesn't give a shit. She will do what she needs to do. Um, and, and she wears a lot of that emotion on her. She doesn't, you know, it's, it's an aggressive, assertive Jessica Hyde. She's like little Nikita. Yeah. Jessica Hyde in, um, yeah, I, Dylan, I would what, love a Starbucks. need Starbucks. I need a Starbucks. What does that I've mean been, though? Does that mean that you think, I think he's just energy? being funny. I think he's just what being up, funny. Man? I think he's just going to get Dylan's Starbucks. so nice. I don't know what it means. Dylan Riley, <laughs> um, I know name. what it means. Right, it, means want, um, and, it means he but, wants to bring us Starbucks? I it just means some. he wants to bring us Starbucks. Yeah, I can um, use him. Um, but in the other one, she's much more like that kind of like empty vessel kind of thing. She's still killer and she'll still like, but she's more like, hi, I'm Jessica Hyde. Oh, oh really? Past the, oh, I had to kill that person there. <laughs> you know, kind of like. Much more like very, you know, emotionless, emotionless, robotic. Yes. Yeah, and okay. so it was a different, oh, it was a different way of playing. And I, I don't oh, hate I that, that one. And I like the actress that, that did that. The other things that they do is they really, um, the things that there were different, like I said, I love the way they started this. There were so many, like, who's the bad guy? Who's the bad guy? Who's the bad guy? None of that stuff. They, they, you know, the, the, this one starts in a comic book shop and it starts with those, that guy, those guys coming in and oh, that, right away. Right away. And the yellow bag is represented a lot better because you don't see it as much in um, you don't see it as much in the, the American version. But that ver- the bag's yellow, right, with two with a with a little band on it that's black. And there's, so there's two big things connecting the, the handle. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, if that falls down, it looks like a like a scary smiley face. Oh. So there's lots of shots of that yellow bag kind of crumpled up with this awkward little smiley face as they're pulling things like basically oh, weapons cool. of death out of I it like so that. you kind of you kind of has this little a little bit more of a character to it you know it's not just carried around like simply it. because it's a cool looking bag it's also kind of got a little bit of an iconography to it uh, you know what? but overall like that but overall you know it, instead of a instead of a rain wilson there's it's a government official who is this uh who's like having to procure drugs from a place for the government um and he catches on two catches on right. um there is no John Cusack, that's a character that was made specifically for the American show. Hmm. So that that person doesn't necessarily exist. There is, uh, well, you know, he, there, there has to be someone. There is someone, but that's not the person. That's not the way it is in the British show. Okay, that's interesting. That's interesting. All right, well, you know, listen, uh, should we, because I can keep talking about this if you want. No, no, we, we, can, we can move on. Um, first of all, I wanted to, I just, I had a question for you. Yeah, go. Did you receive anything in the mail? You know While I mean? you were pouring, did you, were I, you, when you were up at the top of the mat, I'm I, 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 I got, I got, you know what I got? I got three packages. Hava me undies. Hava me undies. I know we don't sing. It's a very solemn <laughs> holiday. Jason, please change your tone. Uh, wait, let me tell you something. I got three packs. I got these these sweatpants that I, I didn't even ask for. They're not like, they're, they're you know, sleep sweatpants. Mm-hmm. Holy these when I was, are, wow. When I wasn't hot tubbing, I was in those all weekend. You know the sweatpants I'm talking. Oh, about, I have. Right? I have. I, I, what color are yours? Uh, like green, teal. Mine are like a light, light blue, like a sky blue. Yeah, well, oh, mine are like a light blue green. 
We buddies? We got. I think we, we might be. We but we we I think buddies. We might be. I I would go get him, but I have to get up and walk out. Yeah. But let me let me tell you. <laughs> I'd something. go get him, except I'm wearing. No, I'm not. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm wearing the underwear though. I got I got my uh, surfboard underwear on. Nice. Right now. Um, let me tell you something, man. You think you know what this thing is? You're like, oh yeah, okay, sure. They got some comfort thing, micromodal. It's not a joke. It is so comfy. We're 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 doing this, right? We're talking about this for a minute. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. So so I wore it all weekend. I don't even think I, I, I got out of the, and by the way, because they're so awesome, they sent me black sale, black, a oh, ball sack. <laughs> I was reading the post, but they sent me the, the three packages because they, they had to make up for something they missed or something. They didn't have to do anything. They're very nice. Right. But I got all of these sweatpants now. I don't know. Like I want to switch them off and wear them. I don't want, I got the no-show socks this time. Oh, nice. You got the no-shows? Yep. No-shows, which are awesome. By the way, and they got the me on the bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, they're really cool. They're nice. They're, they're the most comfortable. Again, I know I keep saying this, but they really are the most comfortable no-show socks I've ever worn. Because no-show right. socks, and they, are not and they, and they hang good. They hang really good. They don't like. Like I have a problem. I have. I have. I have very slight. I mean, I'm a big dude, but I have very slight ankles. Like when I wear a water ski, I have to wear that thing tight. You have, I have to wear that ankles? thing tight. I have 13. I have size 13 feet. I got like size size six ankles. You know what I mean? Like. It's like, <laughs> like you see these wrists. Uh, you see these wrists when I wear an Apple Watch. Nothing. Yeah. Like I can't. I have I to wear the girl. Could, right? It wouldn't fit. No, I have to wear the girls or the, the, the there's two sizes. I have to wear the 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 lady size wristband. Nice watch. They'd knock out all the links. Same. Yeah. Exactly. Same with the ankles. Those snow show socks still hug it. Hug it. By the way, yeah, they hug and they're soft and comfy. This is not like something they're saying. This this sustainable beach retreat thing. The wait wait. Pulp. To yarn, it's, I can do it. Pulp, there you go. To yarn, I feel I mean, like it's like if I feel like it's a boxing move for you. You're like you got pulp to yarn. You're like it's like give me a pulp to yarn combo. It's like pulp pulp yarn, pulp pulp yarn. I'm getting hit every time I'm moving. So so, but it is. It's pulp to yarn. They use these sustainable beechwood trees, which they just they don't hurt the tree. They keep growing the trees, and they just take the pulp and they turn it into yarn. They got this micromodal thing. So it's what it's me undies dot com dot com. And we and have a code stuck. Stuck. I love that code. It's so easy. Just I'm use stuck. stuck in these me undies because these me undies is stuck on me. <laughs> oh, but by the way, I think I'm going to buy another onesie. Oh, yeah. That's so nice. I know. I know. Just because these sweatpants were so nice, I want to get the new onesie. Oh, yeah. Well, see, I was wearing them too. Like, I was wearing them like, uh, you know, like I took, I'd take the, the, the ankle and I put them up to my knees so I could just wear them like, like, uh, like we used to wear them in the eighties. Yeah, exactly. Like hammer pants, almost. Yeah. It was so much fun. Or like uh, culottes, like a oh, like yeah. a Minnesota, like a Minnesota working mom, you know, like just culotte style. So you were walking around with those? Oh yeah, I went to the. I wasn't just walking around. I went to the bank in those. Oh, you did twice. Oh, I went to the bank twice. By the way, those. I could put on a pair of boots with those sweatpants and go out with them, no oh, yeah. problem. Oh, no problem. I, I can even wear my Uggs. I don't want to leave the house. Is really what it is. These me undies make me not want to leave the house. So it's me undies Use the code stuck. Buy it. Get it. Wear them at Nobu. Oh, I know this is weird. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was just thinking about Nobu. Sorry. Um, Joe Montana. You know who Joe Montana is? Joe Montana, the football player? Football, uh, yeah, NFL quarterback. quarterback, the greatest of all time, right? Right. This weekend, he was at a his grandkid's house, or, his, or he's at a house, and some guy snuck into the house or broke into the house and tried to steal his grandkid out of his, like, grand, his, like his, his daughter's arms. And Joe Montana stopped it. Really? Yeah. Got him. 
tackled him, got, got him out of the house, did the whole thing, and then partied at Nobu after. Nobu here? Nobu, I mean, I'm guessing uh, Malibu, but yeah. He lives out here, Joe Montana. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's interesting. And, and you ever see that movie with, with Wesley Snipes and Robert De Niro, the fan? Yeah, oh, yeah. That's what, that's what that's like. Yes, exactly. I mean, that's insane. I mean, that's the thing. Like, someone broke into George Harrison's house and stabbed it. Like, you can't, like, trying to kill him and his family. Like, if you're that famous, man, there's no telling what happens. Well, yeah. Well, it's just a like, horrible thing. I can't, I'm about. trying to imagine, Jesus. like, what was happening. Like, I imagine, like, I don't think you go in it with the intention of taking a kid out of somebody's arms. You, you go in to steal something else, and you're like, shit, I'm caught. How do I get out of this place? Take the baby. You know, run. like, it seems like, a, and run so you can get out of there. But, uh, no, Joe Montana... To, you know, and he wasn't one to you. He was one of those guys like that. People were, you know, he he got hit a lot. So yeah, you know, like he, someone broke into LL Cool J's house. He just beat the crap out yeah, of him and exactly. left him for the cops. There's yeah. certain guys just don't break into their houses. These people uh, Joe, are ready for you. Joe Montana used to be able to backwards dunk. Little known really? fact. He he could have played basketball if he didn't he didn't go play football. I'm sure there's a reason it's little known. Yeah, because he managed to become the greatest of all time. Yeah, one of one of. Wow. Yeah. All right, so me undies, we're done. Yeah, we're done. Okay, but that was that was all. Oh, here it goes. A lot of people have take issue with Jason's San Francisco hat. He and then he just likes wearing it more. <laughs> people take issues with it. They take issues sure. with your hat. It's an issue riddled hat. All right, let's get off of this. I mean, we could talk about it if you want. Oh no, no, no. We're, we I don't keep know going. enough about sports to really have an intelligible conversation. <laughs> no, you know? we're two and one. Um, oh, <laughs> is that what's going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, okay. so that's so, what's going on. Let's get into the vow. vow. Let's let's do a little vow. Let's do a little vow. You want to start? Yeah. So you, you know, we are at a point in the story where it it this is a very interestingly told documentary because you go forward into in time and then back in time a lot, right? And you follow different characters. So the main crux of this one is really about his first, like the first person that kind of was a part of this harem, as far as I'm concerned. It seemed like. Right, this woman who was Barbara Bouchette. Yeah, Barbara Bouchette, who was uh, Boucher. sorry, Barbara Boucher. Yeah. Listen, Barbara Boucher. B-O-U-C-H-E-R. I invented electricity. Benjamin Franklin is the devil. Um, <laughs> Go on. So, so you know, there's kind of two stories being told at the same time because you know, in the progress of the current time, you basically are starting out with the show where now things, the Me Too movement is in full swing. The, the the New York Times has picked up the article. They're paying attention now. There it's is front page. It's front page. These these women that have finally come out that have uh, have started coming out are actually getting support from other women who go back in the history of Nexium for a long time. And you hear a new story that I that is not told until this time, which is the story of how he kind of picked up. And let me just say, when he started this, his first when him and that girl. So young, right? That picture of him in the blue shirt. Mm -hmm. He looks like he's got to be 22 years old when he's starting this stuff. Like yeah. so young looking and so goofy. Yeah. Well, he never changed the goofy part. No, the goofy never changed. Yeah. I mean, he's he's really just a, uh, he, he's like, listen, he, the fact that he only did this and he didn't end up a spree shooter is, uh, you know, that's a guy, uh, you know, he's Pretty got a phenomenal. short man's disease. He's ugly. He is, uh, he's not a sociable, like he's obviously, you know, for all his genius, he's also like maybe on the spectrum a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. You know, and, and, and he's not that attractive at all. He's, he's no. ugly as in fact. And people say that he's like, I'm not, you know, and it's not necessarily attracted to him, but 
I came to appreciate his mind. And so he, he has a way of kind of attracting people and kind of growing on them, I guess. No, he and, gets right into their psyche and tells them right. everything they believe is wrong. He's been doing this since day one. He seduced this woman who was a businesswoman who had made millions of dollars allegedly. You know, we don't see bank statements, but she said she made millions and she went and she gave it all up, you know, to uh, help him start this business. There was no Nexium. Right. And he, and they go, th- they start building this thing and they really build it up. It seems over time pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And as it grows, what she starts to find out is he's living with a bunch of women he brings a bunch of these women to his house. And it's almost like it's big roommate situation is how he kind of, I, I don't know when like a dormitory, she, like a dormitory when I don't understand why she did like that didn't red flag her earlier, but I guess that's just the blinders that happens in a situation like this when it's him with a dozen women and he's just always eating cereal on the couch where all while he lip kisses everybody. Um, right. But the, when she met him, he lip kissed everyone. Right. Yeah, that's true. And the other thing is he, and they said this, you know, it's grosser than ball sack combo going lip kiss. That's just yeah. a, like when families <laughs> lip kiss and stuff. You're like, what do you, what? No, yeah. Yeah, no, just even the word. And why does kiss. no one say no, mom? No, <laughs> dad, dad, dad. No, no, no. Don't uncle, kiss me on the lips. Dad. My, my, I, I would hear stories about my uncle Primo, my uh, dad's uncle. And he would like, Full on tongue, like tongue the. His, my, I have I have five uncles, right? Okay, and none of them should be tongue. And he, he no, and but Primo would be right like is. Primo would come in and be like lip kiss, like even my mom, but like he'd go in. So like Primo was like that guy, like and so my mom and everybody was always afraid to like. Yeah, I feel like it's deliberate. I yeah. do. I feel like it's a little like mini rape. Yeah, it's a little it's gross. Like, why are you doing that? Yeah, Uncle like, Primo. Don't, don't use family as an like. Nah, okay, anyway, but this is a guy's lip kissing. He brings her in, and she said that she he was uh, seducing her and 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 going after her from mm-hmm. the beginning. So there was no mix of uh, there was no care about mixing uh, state and uh, business and uh, no. Pleasure. He he didn't he didn't ever he never really prevented all that stuff. And you know, come to find out a couple like I think within a couple years and that he was he admitted to sleeping with somebody else he just he went and said it's only once or twice and then well he got her deep enough in and he's like yeah i have sex with the other girl what's the big deal yeah why yeah. is that a problem it's like yeah. don't you want to like, get over your hang-ups right that and that's where we get back into the belief system you know and and the idea that you have to do the work and, and this is what scientology does this is what all of these cults do if there's some if you see something wrong in someone or someone's doing something wrong it's your fault right you're Something just not, you did. Like you're just not cool, man. What you don't you don't get it, man. Right. Why are you having these blocks or whatever the words they use for them are? Right. So that now we're seeing this. And then how this intertwines is we see Catherine Oxenberg and we see the story breaks, you know, with Barry Meyer, this investigative journalist who really, you know, you got to give this guy a lot of credit. Yeah. Oh yeah. How many people can call you up and say, You help me save my daughter? I know. I mean, right, that's and, a big deal. Well, and it's a big deal because India didn't want to go. Like she was, you know, those. She was full brainwashed. She was Allison Macked. Oh yeah, she was. You know, you know when they read her her statement that she's putting out, like, "Hey, I know that this might hurt and that people don't understand, but I just need you to expect my privacy." Yeah, it's bad. I mean, it's really you. You really see the level of uh, of effect that he has on these women, mostly all women, that he's preying on. And the problem now when the, when the, well, I don't want to say problem, but the issue and how I, I think it, it relates in a parallel is 
The issue with the New York Times article is that it doesn't explain the brainwashing process. And Sarah, who we've met and gotten to know very well, starts to say, yeah, all these people are saying, like, what's wrong with you? Why didn't you just leave? Why didn't you just right. get up? And she's like, unless we explain these process, the process of the of the control. Right. Then people can understand why we didn't just get up. And, well, and there's also another contingent. And, you know, if all things being equal, if I didn't know more about it, it's like, so these people want to fuck each other. Right. Right. It's a polyamorous relationship where a bunch of people are doing it. That's not illegal, nor is it like something I really care about. Right. Just go like on Tinder. Right. Yeah. yeah. They're people doing wanna, that. You want to join our poly I'm polyamorous. We have an open relationship. We want to. Yeah. yeah. Then these people, school. if they're participating in that of their own free will, cool. like that's different, you know, but it's the control. And, and this is where to me, like even the stuff they were doing with, with, with her Boucher is like when the, when the, when she would screw, like when she would fight with him, there were five women that would call and say, oh, well, you can't talk to him anymore. No, he's, never, were, he's not going to talk to you right? until we all we get all, you back in shape. Right. Like it's her problem every time. Like those, that goes beyond relationship stuff into a pressure and into a, a situation where like it, it becomes a norm. Like in, in, in any other time, if you're not brainwashed or you're, you'd be like, this is crazy. I'm fucking out. But no, they, they put these people all the way through this to a point. Um, where, yeah, where they're walking around going, am I crazy? It's a gaslighting. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, it's absolutely gaslighting. And, and, and another thing that was phenomenally um, interesting to me is the meeting, the two meetings, right? We have the intervention where the nine women come to him, right? You want to talk about this a little? No, 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 go ahead. Go okay. Ahead, go ahead. So the nine women that are part of his inner circle, which is all he happens to be sleeping with him basically go, Hey, you know what, what you're doing to us is control. You're using sex as control. You're hiding secrets from us. You, you're, you're using these tools to control us. And you know what he does? I'm going to say one thing. Okay. Let's just, let's just give this backstory. What is found out by Barbara is that every single woman, every single person on the Nexium board is a woman. And every single woman on the Nexium board is having sex with Keith. Yep. Go on. And so they all approach him and they basically confront him and say, hey, you're using these tools against us. You're, you say that you, we need to be transparent, but you're, you're keeping secrets. You are, you are, doing, the, you are doing things and using the, 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 this to control us. And you know what he does? He goes, yeah, valid. Yeah, I'm doing that. Yeah, I'm doing wrong. You know, I'm, I'm doing that. But is it wrong? Or am I teaching you? Right? Like, he basically, he doesn't deny any of it, which I think is interesting. It's like, your feelings are valid. So this must be a little bit true. Yeah. You know? well, that was the, that was what he said. Like what you're saying is must be a little true because it's true to you. you right. Like, like that's how he talks. Like yeah. he's got a little thingy for everything. Like a little right. gimmick. A little you bit know? of a thing where he's saying he's trying, he makes it feel like you're kind of acknowledging, but really he's saying you got a problem. Right. We still got to work through this stuff. Sometimes I do not, I'm not transparent. You can be transparent, but you don't have to be transparent to everyone at I all looked the time. Up transparent by the way, after he said that he goes, yeah. yeah, I am transparent, but being transparent doesn't mean you have to be transparent to everyone all the time. So I looked up the meaning of transparency. It's like, actually, no, that's exactly what exactly it means. What it means. Yeah, exactly. You're transparent. You're always transparent, unless the light went away, and then you're no longer transparent. Yeah, then, you're, then you're, yeah. But, then but, you're either you know, translucent or <laughs> translucent. I like that word though. Uh, but go ahead. So, so he does it, but but and he doesn't convince anybody. He doesn't convince any of these women. All mm. nine of them quit, right? And they basically say, "Hey, resign." They give they up resign. their centers. They resign, and they say, "Hey, we want our money. You owe us money." You promised us money. These are loans. This is what we're owed. If you don't pay us what you owe us, we're going to the press. 
That was and, a mistake. Right, which was a mistake. They that shouldn't have mistake. said go to the press. They, they needed to say, we're going to have our just, lawyers. We're going to sue you. You we're owe gonna... us money. This is what you yeah. owe us, period. There's no uh, conditional threat. Yeah, which was their yeah. mistake, even though they were owed that money, because some of it yeah. was, there was millions of dollars that were loaned to Keith. Like, this wasn't just money they earned. This was also money they gave him. $2.4 million. $2.4 million. Dollars. It's all yeah. legit, too, by the way. The sickest thing, can I, can I jump in for a second? Yeah. The sickest thing is that after that meeting, after this, you know, come to Jesus talk, he sits down with the rest of the Nexiums. Yes. And he goes, yes. so there were nine women who had concerns. All their concerns were valid, but they're gone. <laughs> like, and he tells them everything. He like admits it. He does. And in, in, in the weirdest way, in the weirdest open but not open way, kind of tells them all that stuff and says, yeah. hey, listen, I love them, but I think there are some bad actors in there. I don't think that they're all bad. I think there's one or two people in there that are acting are bad actors. And because of that, it hurts and breaks my heart, but I'm going to have to alert the authorities. Yeah. And he gets them for blackmail and extortion because they said, we'll go to the press if you don't pay us, mm -hmm. which again, this is just, and now you got the Bronfman sisters who are using all Edgar Bronfman's money. Bronfman's, ugh, I can't even say his name, the rich dude from Seagram's money. And you know, he can't do anything. He's tried. And I keep thinking to myself, I'm like, when are they going to bring Rick Ross into this? When are yep. they going to bring Rick Ross into this? Because I uh, we used him as a consultant. I wanted to sell a show about a culty programmer mm. that I wanted to base on Rick Ross. So this is eight years ago. I Not the rapper, by the way. Very no. disappointed when I heard I, Rick Ross. And I was like, Rick Ross is a boss. Yeah. It took a minute to find him because everything comes up about the rapper. I'm like, no, right. I need the culty programmer. <laughs> right. So, uh, and he's a super interesting guy and they bring him on, but I didn't feel they featured him enough because this is a guy, if you're interested in this, Rick Ross is a guy, look him up. He is a guy who will go and kidnap your kid back from the cult, then take him out to a, a barn somewhere and deprogram them. He deprograms brainwashed victims. He's a badass. Yeah, he is a badass. He really is a badass. And a lot of times he does it, you know, and, and Keith Rainier, he drained him. He hit him with so many lawsuits. He tried to ruin Rick Ross's life for getting the Bronfman sisters out. What are you doing? I just was looking up Rick Ross. Yeah, he's an interesting dude. It's a good sidebar, I'll tell you. Um, so, so you know, we're seeing this and we're seeing it unfold. And now that the New York Times article comes out, all these people still are going like, okay, and the authorities aren't taking notice. So now Catherine Oxenberg is going out and she's getting, she's still saying, why aren't the authorities doing anything? And the authorities are saying, I don't know what there is to do. Right? Am I getting this right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Good. I mean, there's not, there's not a lot. If, if somebody doesn't want to leave, you can't exactly get them. And, you know. Right. So Sarah decides to go talk to the Albany Times and, you know, really talk about what the recruitment is. Mm -hmm. And then how did they leave the cliffhanger? I can't for some reason... I don't remember exactly. I, remember. I, I didn't feel like there was much of a cliffhanger. No. I feel like that was it. They were walking into the Albany Times and, yep. you know, now they're going to kind of go to this second round. And I think there's only two left, right? Yeah. So you're yeah. going to have to unpack the trial and the arrest now. Right. You know, and I, I think the one thing that I, I want to see a little bit more, and I know she's been peripherally explained, is I think one of these last ones is going to be kind of the Allison Mack episode. I'm waiting for it because she goes down for this. I, yep, that much absolutely. hundred percent. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, uh, you know, that's what people told me when it happened. Yep. And uh, she absolutely I mean, does. Oh, and by the way, we were wrong about the Dalai Lama of it. He did come to Albany. He did end up going. Yeah. Or see, I was, I was wrong. That was my second wrong. No, well, I, no, we, we, we talked about it. We know by the end of it, he was feeling like he was going to go is the, how they kind of ended it. But I didn't mm -hmm. know for sure if he went or not. Cause we talked about just having the pictures with him was enough. 
That's what I thought. But he came to Albany. So the Dalai Lama, obviously, you know, you know, he's just a nice guy. He's like, all right, sure. If someone told him to go there, I guess he went. He yeah, added like- it on to his trip. <laughs> I mean, that, that kind of legitimacy, though. And that really gave Keith all the power he needed to kind of attack the other people. And then nothing happened. So nine years went by. Now they're getting this. And I guess we're going to see what happens with Allison Mack and, and Keith in the next episode. Because you know arrests are going to come down. Oh, yeah. Well, the, the this has to, you know, we obviously know the ending, but that's what's so exciting about this show is seeing where it comes from. Like, this is one of those shows where it's nice to kind of the see the unwinding. Yes. And and they do a very good job, these partners who are, uh, as two people who directed it. So, you know, at the end of the day, uh, I'm pretty uh, compelled by this entire thing. I'm enjoying the shit out of it. And now I got to start that new thing. What is it? A Wilderness of Doubt? Wilderness of Doubt. Tomorrow, we have watch the whole thing today. director, producer, Mark Smerling, yeah. um, who's going to be here talking to us about A Wilderness of Error. A Wilderness did of error. error. Did you read the book? Not I did Wilderness not read the but the book, for the first book, the bestseller on the Green Beret. All right, we'll get into it. But let me tell you something. I, I was waiting for Friday, you know, because that was when the last one dropped. Mm-hmm. But now I'm going to have to wait now. So I'm going to watch them all and because uh, this thing looks fantastic. It's going to be good. Um right. And we've got, we've got a great lesson this week, you know, um, watch this. You got to be here for Friday. We're going to have some pretty crazy stuff going on. Aaron you know, Kowski, raised by wolves. Oh, so good. Yeah. I already told Bryce because Bryce missed his chance to ask the, the question he needed to ask. So he's going to be there for sure. I love this. I can't wait. And plus we get to watch the season finale on Thursday. So yeah. So don't forget Thursday yes. night, watch it, then watch Ted Lasso. Then watch Ted Lasso again and catch up. Seriously, catch up on Raised by Wolves because yes. uh, there's gonna the whole episode of spoiler alerts for the uh, season finale. Hundred percent. So, all 100%. right, that's it, everybody. Wear your we'll plastic outfit. Next... <laughs> stay safe. Stay sane. Stay strong, everybody. Jason Smith, Cliff Dorfman. I love you all. I'm gonna go take a hot tub. <laughs> Do that.